pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. Now, last week's podcast was a cracker, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it seemed to go down a storm. Yeah, pardon the pun, we may be talking about winter storm later in the month. <laughs> we'll chat about that later. But yeah, we've got tons of stuff to bring you in 2019. Happy New Year! Yeah! Man, I'm so excited for the 2019 season. Isn't that crazy the way my way my head's wired? I just immediately start thinking of the piping season. I don't know if anybody else thinks the same, but as soon as those bells started to chime and ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, happy new year, right, bring on the new season. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a running joke in our house, you know, yay, it's happy new year. Field Marshal are last year's champions. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know, maybe our house is just a bit sad and we're, yeah, sad piping fans. I don't know if anybody else cracks that joke, but we do. So there you go. Grand. Very happy new year to you, Big Rab Show listeners. I hope you're all keeping very well. Now, on this week's podcast, we have a special episode for you. I did promise you a couple of pretty special interviews, and yeah, we'll talk about them in a wee second. But first of all, let's get into the domestics. Let's give a shout out to our patrons, those guys who have clicked that support button on our Patreon page. And yeah, shout out goes to Josh McEachern, Grant Rennie. Brandon Moreno, Lone Star Piper, Source Bags Pipe, Source Bagpipes, Horace Kilts, Joe Brady, and Tim Hutchison. You guys are awesome! <sighs> I got tongue tied there in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, our Patreon list is getting longer. So thank you to everyone who's clicking that button. Uh, yeah, like I said on last week's and the week before that, the week before that. We've got tons of extra content coming on our Patreon page. There already is tons up there already. So if you'd like to get your mitts on some exclusive content, then that's where it is. For less than a price of a cup of coffee, it really helps support the show and you get your hands on tons of extra stuff. Now, like I said, 2019, baby, uh, means a new year and a new way of doing things around here. Yeah, believe it or not, there's some changes coming to the Big Rab Show that you have been faithfully listening to for all of these years. And uh, Yes, we have got tons of new stuff coming your way. And one of the new things that we would like to introduce is we will have brand new merchandise coming your way very soon. We're almost done with the design process uh, with our graphic designers and all of that sort of stuff. But to bore you very quickly of all this domestics, we do hope to have a range of Big Rab Show merchandise that's completely new. Now, you guys have been asking for new designs, and you said, yeah, I bought that old shirt, and yeah, I bought that old hoodie, and I really like a new one with a different look. So that's what we're doing. We are rehashing, redesigning everything to do with the Big Rab Show merchandise. So if there's anything that you guys would like to see specifically on the merchandise front, if there's a particular hoodie you would like, or even a jacket or coat or hat or scarf or I don't know, long johns or something, because it's freezing out there. Let us know, and we will certainly try and put it into development for you here. And So, 
yeah, that's what we're at at the moment. New Big Rab Show merch is on the way. But also for 2019, we are still on the outlook for a Scotland correspondent. Yeah, we've had a number of people actually contact the show, be willing to help us with our live streaming and things from uh, Scotland, from all the major championships and a few concerts as well. And yeah, unfortunately, they didn't email us back. We made contact with them and said, hey, yep, thanks for you know putting your hand up saying you would love to help. But uh, great, tell us more about yourself. And then suddenly they disappeared. So with that in mind, if you did email us on and volunteer your services, please get back in contact with us. Check your email box. We did email you back and tried to get a contact with you. Yeah, we are in the middle of trying to work everything out for the 2019 season. It's all incredibly exciting. Pipe and Live this year will be huge for us on the Big Rab Show. We have some really special plans for that. I know it's only January, but trust me, 2019's Pipe and Live is going to be something pretty special for ourselves here on the Rab Show. And for you guys, the listening folk as well, it's going to be pretty awesome. Also, there's some pretty big concerts that us on the Big Rab Show hope to attend as well. We do hope to go uh, and, yeah, get backstage, even to the Chili Pipers gig, of course, that's coming here in March. We also will be going to, uh, what was the other, the other one we were going to? Yeah, the Kids with Cancer event, of course, in February. Wow, see, I'm just I'm looking at my calendar here. Kids with Cancer uh, charity night, of course, in Cookstown. We'll be going to that and reporting from that. We may even produce an entire whole podcast from that. Um, also, we have plans to go to this massive St. Lawrence Atul concert in the Armagh City Hotel. They're bringing it back again. So, yeah, we're bringing it again to there. Cannot wait for that. So, we will be there chatting to the guys at St. Lawrence and hopefully reporting backstage from the gig. That would be something awesome. Now, that's only just an idea of some of the things that we have in place even before the season kicks off. What I tell you what, 2019, you thought 2018 was busy? <laughs> I tell you, it's going to be an incredible season. I am so looking forward to 2019. It's just going to be ridiculous. So with that in mind, please stick with us. Over the course of this next 12 months, 2019 is going to be an awesome season. Now, we've got some special shows planned for you as well. We did promise you we will be revisiting the topic of sexism. And we've actually recorded a number of interviews to do with that. And that will all come your way soon. We're also going to be planning to revisit some other podcasts, some specialist ones based on bass drumming specifically. A lot of people were requesting that, so we'll hopefully bring that back as well. Bass drumming. Now, I have to say, if you guys would like to recommend a specialist podcast for ourselves, if you think there's a particular topic that we should really address in 2019, then please do. Get in contact with us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Get in contact with us, let us know what we should be talking about in 2019. Now, the usual topics normally seem to come up. The number cap, judging, and all that sort of stuff. The usual suspects. We would like to change it up, possibly talk about something new. And one such thing that we are going to be talking about on this week's podcast specifically is a brand new project that was being brought about by Burgess Bagpipes. Yeah. We got chatting to the guys at Burgess Bagpipes and talking all about their very exciting project with establishing a Highland Piping Centre. Now, this is a centre specifically in the Highlands of Scotland, which I honestly didn't know that one did, there was one that didn't exist so, with that in mind, we had a great opportunity to chat to Burgess himself from Burgess Bagpipes to talk about his plans for a brand new piping centre in the Highlands of Scotland. And this is very, very exciting. 
Now, I have to apologise, first of all, for some of the audio quality on this recording. We were dependent on internet connections on both ends, and by the sounds of things, it wasn't great on occasions. So I hope you can stick with us through this interview. There's a lot of really good stuff in here, and really interesting stuff coming from Burgess Bagpipes. And, uh, yeah, so apologies for some of the audio quality. It will clip a little bit here and there and stop and start and stutter, but that's our internet for you. I know, we must live in, like, the third century or something, or still on dial-up. Anyway, thank you. Uh, so by sticking with this so through this interview with a bit of luck and yeah here we are Burgess Bagpipes and let's hear about their incredible new project so welcome to a very special Big Rab Show because joining us on the show this week we have quite a special guest joining us would you like to introduce yourself sir hello folks I'm Burgess Burgess Hay from Burgess Bagpipes Ah. Forest Scotland How you doing sir? I did threaten the listeners with this That we'll be talking about this <laughs> So yeah, Burgess Bagpipes Welcome and I Thank think you. We have been trying to get you guys on for a while now But uh, I think now is possibly the perfect time Sure Yeah So we first met first of all at the UK Championships I think it was a couple of years ago uh, yeah, it wasn't last year. No, it wasn't this year. It was a year. It was last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, for those of you out there who don't know who Burgess Bagpipes are, can you give a brief rundown as to who you guys are? Yeah, of course. Um, we are a family business that design and manufacture bagpipes. We make all three kinds of Scottish bagpipes. So that means we make small pipes, we make border pipes, and we also make great Highland bagpipes. Um, all our instruments are have been designed by us from scratch, so there's no copying anybody other's models. Um, so all the instruments are are slightly different than some of the other ones out there. They all play slightly differently and sound slightly different. Um, we yeah. like to think that our instruments are, you know, more stable in some ways than some of the others because of the way that we've designed them. We all know and love the instrument so well, but my God, it can be a massive pain. So I think, but <laughs> you know, you guys were doing this, producing these uh, tunes, ones to specific keys. It's definitely opened a big door for a lot of people. Allows the players to play music from other traditions as well. You know, mm-hmm. so they're not just stuck to the Scottish tradition. I mean, a lot of the younger players want to play. They want to play with their friends. You know, I mean, you know, they play maybe in pipe bands. But they also like to play in little Cayley bands, you know, so somebody's, you know, somebody's got a guitar or a fiddle. Yeah. And, and it allows them to play music from other traditions, as I said, you know, um, Asturian tradition or Breton traditions and Irish, even Irish tunes, you know, it makes mm-hmm. it, you know, having um, pipes in, in different keys allows them to be able to do that. There you go. Excellent. So you guys, you say you create uh, small pipes and everything as well. Do you find that yeah. they're really popular at the moment? I've noticed more and more people playing them. <laughs> Yeah, small pipes are really, um, are, are really, you know, more. They're, they're probably the more po- popular, mm-hmm. um, the most popular instrument at the moment for, from our from our point of view. Uh, simply because I think uh, it's such a versatile instrument that you can play them indoors um, on a you know in a, in a family gathering, mm-hmm. and you know not everybody's running for the door with you know clutching their ears. Um, <laughs> it's it's such a such a mellow little instrument that you, you know you can yeah it's just so versatile yeah no that's it and as you say you can play them in your front room and nobody runs out squealing no, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> so with that in mind you guys have some quite unique finish finishes on on your different sets of pipes and things that's one thing i noticed whenever i met you there in belfast that time now, can you tell talk us through some of the finishes and woods that you use for some of your pipes uh, 
yeah, we, we only use um, African blackwood. We, we don't use anything else. We, we import the wood ourselves um, from a sustainable source. Um, so it takes a bit of time because nowadays you have the CITES issues, you know, yes, with importing yes. African blackwood. Um, so instead of it just taking a few weeks, it actually now by the time I apply for an import permit and he applies for an export permit and the two come together and then it eventually comes into the UK. But but then it guarantees um, the buyer that the wood has come from a proper licensed sustainable source yeah. and that when we re-export, for example, into the States, there is never any issue regarding uh, CITI, you know, export permits. We just we apply for them and we get them week in, week out, and we just send the instruments away. So a bit hmm. hassle in some ways getting the um, getting the raw material, but well worth it. And you know, the materials that we buy are, are what they call musical grade, so they've been a minimum of five years on the shelf. Um, oh, good, yeah. There. And, uh, and, and even some of the stuff recently has been maybe eight or twelve years for some of it. So wow. it's, really, it's really good stuff. And so by the time it reaches you for development, it's already been kind of seasoning over a period of time for five years yeah, yeah so you don't buy anything that hasn't been on the shelf for five years yeah it's, it's just a musical great thing it makes it more expensive obviously but again um it just makes a, a far better instrument yeah that's it and, yeah yeah so you don't end up with don't end up like bananas after a week yeah oh, <laughs> nothing no actually the, the wastage is, is pretty small to be honest um yeah because it, it's such good quality stuff it um you know, uh, I think we have about a two percent wastage or something. It's it's not it's not high. That's um, excellent. Yeah. And and we also use a lot of you know we use titanium exclusively for our standard sets. Oh yeah. Um, so ask, actually, was that was that nickel or but it's titanium? Yeah, it's it's it, it. The reason we chose titanium is that it's actually the best material for the application. So when you're thinking of this, the small pipes, you've got long, thin, slender rows, you know, from mm. design, putting heavy pieces of metal at the end of them, you know, tends to put pressure on the whole instrument. So yeah. um, titanium is extremely light. It's lighter than, you know, um, it's as light as aluminium, for example. And so it's extremely light, and um, but it's strong. It'll never tarnish. So every time you take the instrument out of the box, it's going to look the same. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you, never, you don't have to polish it. It's not like silver or, you know, it just, it'll, It'll just be like that forever. We we say to folk, you know, in a thousand years, you know, the wood will all be gone and you'll be left with a handful <laughs> of little silver rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent, though. Low-maintenance pipes. I think you're just answering the prayers of a load of people there. Well, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a general idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, then, some of the quite big names in the piping game are currently playing your products. Do you want a name drop or shall I name drop for you? Well, you, you can please yourself. I think everybody <laughs> knows who you know, plays our pipes, to be yes. quite honest. Um, it's not the, and, the, and the guys that play them, great. You know, they support us absolutely. You yeah. know, um, and, and they're not shy about it either. So. No, that's it. They're great advocates for yourselves. Of course, we're talking about Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton. You guys on sure. the, the Rancho, we have talked about them all the time. We're constantly playing them on the show. So every time we hear them on stage and in a recording on an album, they're playing Burgess Backpacks. Yeah, mo- mostly they, they both they both play the A pipes. Obviously, they've got they've got specific you know um, applications. Again, the instrument is being designed to be played for what it needs to be to, it needs to do. For example, yeah. like Ali plays um, he only plays A pipes to the, the middle blind dogs. Yes. Um, because simply because it just it's just such an easy instrument. You know, it's not an easy instrument to. Uh, it's, it's the same as any pipe. You know, it takes a bit of work to keep it going, but yeah. it, it means less work on stage. You know, snapping bellows on and off if they're using borders and and these kind of things. You know, so it just makes it a little easier. No, that's fantastic. Well, if anything, I would point people in your direction definitely. If I was ever recommending a you know particular brand of pipe to you know, to play, especially in like Kaylee music, Celtic music, Cheers, yeah. I would certainly point them in your direction. Well, However, much, that's not the reason why I brought you on to the podcast this week. 
Burgess. <laughs> I, I have brought you on for a different reason. You guys are doing something kind of special. Can you tell us a bit about this project of yours? Yeah, well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to establish um, the Highland Bagpipe Centre. Um, and, and the reason behind that is that um, piping is a Highland tradition. Yeah. Um, and yet there is nowhere in the Highlands to be able to celebrate and promote piping. There's no centre, if you like. See, that's to incredible to me. Whenever I, I heard that, I thought, what? Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it, it is. I mean, I think wow. up, until, up until now... Um, I think probably, you know, the, the, the town of Inverness itself is growing so fast. In fact, I think it was one of the fastest growing towns in Europe at one point. Wow. And, and it, it's now reached a, it's now reached a, a size that a, that a centre like this would be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, is it, you know, people, the Highland people are used to coming to Inverness. So if you live in Skye or you live in Wick or Fort William and you need to go to the hospital... Yeah, you know, like if you need to go to Rigmore, well, that's basically where they have to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, the whole of the Highlands is used to coming to Inverness, you know, for yeah. certain things. It's and and for over quite large distances. So, um, so that that we thought that's lo- that's where the location would be. It would be ideal, you know, as being as part of being part of the capital, of the Highlands, and you know, right at the very centre of Highland life. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of a hub, really, for the Highlands of Scotland. For those who don't know, up around the north of Scotland, Inverness really is all roads lead to there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, if you if you're going anywhere, you need to go through Inverness pretty much. Yeah. You know? um, if you, especially if you're going north, you know, you need to go to the Keswick Bridge pretty much, or, aye, or aye. even coming up through Fort William on the, on the on the kind of west coast. It still leads you up through, you know, you still have to go up through Inverness. You still eventually do hit. Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, so explain it to me first of all. I have the only reference I have with like a piping centre is obviously the one that we have in Glasgow that we have sure. the Pipe and Live Festival and everything. Yes. Are you looking at doing something similar? Um, no, not really. Our, our offering is, is going to be pretty much completely different. Um, oh, I think cool. from, our, from our point of view, is as I say, Scot- uh, piping is a Highland tradition, and, and that's the kind of part of it that we want to focus on. Mm. Um, the National Piping Centre, a fantastic organisation, um, is, its main function is to deliver formal education. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas what we're what we're trying to do as bagpipe makers um, is try and reach out to everybody and say, look, this is the instrument. This is how it's made. This is how it sounds. There are different kinds of these things. Um, this is how it should be played. Uh, so it's a whole range of things that we're we're trying to do, um, rather than just you know more on the sort of kind. There will be tuition and there will be all sort of retail and all this kind of stuff selling piping stuff, mm-hmm. but um, but it's it's more than that. It's really, you know, um, it's concentrating on on like the Highland element of it and the, that part of our culture yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, um, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, so national side. So there'll be a whole museum and everything all attached to the whole centre as well. As the whole yeah. thing that's normally expected, as you say, like the education bit, and then you can buy your bits and bobs. So sure. it's like a whole big visitor centre experience, really. It, it is, yeah. I mean, I think that's the idea behind it, is that we can, we're trying to... I mean, more and more people are visiting Scotland, and, and one of the reasons they visit Scotland is is that they, they want to learn about our culture and our traditions. Yeah. And, and and that is part of what the, you know, of what this is all about, is that we... 
we want people to experience our national instrument in a really positive way and learn about it. And a lot of people come to Scotland and they already have a preconception about what bagpipes are mm, and what yeah. they sound like. And, and, you know, and the busker times, on the street kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. well, a lot of times they go away not liking them any better than when they arrived, you know. <laughs> so part of what we're trying to do is say, well, look, you know, actually, you, you listen to a set of small pipes you know, sitting mellow in a room somewhere. There's, there's nobody that couldn't like it. You know, no, yeah. not from, obviously we were biased, Rab. You know, well, of course, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, but very few people would say it was offensive. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and really, that again, it's it's part of that. That's part of this whole idea is to is to tell that story. Um, and and also about the as I say the Highland tradition. A lot of you know, you speak to a lot of pipers and you and you say, you know, do you know any Scottish Gaelic? And they'll go, no. And yeah. But they do, actually, because the whole piping language is made up of Gaelic words, you know, pibroch, uh, the pibmore, um, croonlaw. These these are oh, Gaelic words. That's all, you know? yeah, exactly. It's full of it, really, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so totally. so it's, a, it's, it's getting that whole um, cultural thing across as well. That sounds incredibly interesting to me. And if anything, will this place be giving people an opportunity of having somewhere to play? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all about it's all going to be about pipes. So, I mean, we'll be you know we'll have where we're hoping to be putting like music on. You know, that's what's one of the other. Oh, great! Yeah, like as well. putting gigs on uh, and things. Yeah, hopefully, maybe not at the start, but maybe as things progress. So mm-hmm. it's not just you know it, it's about people will be able to come and play the pipes so they'll be able to come they can demo their own pipes and play them they can try our instruments there'll be all the different kinds there that they can they can try um yeah. they can come for advice on what to do if they're not going properly or if something's broken and oh, and then that sounds people fantastic. Come in from other parts of the world can come and they can have tuition or they can come and play their pipes and come and speak to us yeah know? yeah um, it, it's it's opening up the whole subject you know, to everybody. Uh, yeah. That's our, you know, that's our idea. That sounds fantastic. Do you know, and that, yeah, <laughs> I'm being really jealous now. We need something like that here in Northern Ireland too. <laughs> I will remember. Yeah. <laughs> the pipes belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wholeheartedly, yeah, definitely. So even at that, there are a lot of tunes and everything from that region of Scotland sure. too, you know, yeah. that I'm sure can be celebrated in that. Yeah, again, that's a part of it as well, is the actual history behind some of the music. You yeah. know, that's a whole subject matter in its own, you know, um, and and especially you know like the Pibrochs and and things like that. There, 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 there. A lot of the subject matter is Highland history based, um, and and it's huge. You know, the whole subject matter is enormous. Yeah. Um, and again, it's 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 trying to learn and 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 get that message across of where this how it all happened and where it all came from. Yeah. Um, that that's part of it. And people then, if they know more about it, will hopefully. You know, we'll go away and they'll think, yeah, I would like to learn to play the pipes. There you go. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, get get a practice chanter, get more people involved. Um, Yeah, the the, the more the merrier for everybody. Sounds fantastic. So tell me this then. Obviously, we concentrate a lot of our podcast on competitive pipe bands. Do you Mm -hmm. think uh, you guys at Burgess will be dipping your toes in the competitive scene? Um... 
that's difficult to see actually. We're quite busy at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, with the new centre and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not something that we've been massively involved in, you know, up to this point. Um, mostly in the solo piping world and in in the in the sort of trad world, that's what we kind of yeah. that was what we we kind of understood. But certainly, um, our idea would be if if the opportunities arose, you know, to support uh, pipe bands in any particular way you know maybe mm-hmm. with music or with whatever you know, maybe we could bring people um along and help you know some yeah, bands maybe yeah. if, they, if they wanted to sort of get in touch and say maybe they wouldn't were, were handle arrangements or something like that maybe we could bring people in yeah um you know and and connect people together from you know, from the, from the people that we know across the whole kind of bagpipe world oh certainly um, yeah it's just yeah. Because, because you mentioned there about bagpipe maintenance we were talking about that earlier on an earlier podcast and it's something that pipe bands don't really teach their membership they just kind of expect it to be known, you know. So that's why I think this Highland Center could be really useful for some pipers to learn sure, this. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I think, I think a lot of the tutors, even you know, I mean, one of the first things that they should actually learn is is how to look after the instrument. Yeah. You know, when they start to learn how to play right from the very start, and it, and it's not difficult, but a lot of people find that they're kind of they're almost frightened of changing anything to do with their pipes you know <laughs> so you know we get people coming along and you're like oh i don't oh, i don't i don't want to change this or i don't want this reed's broken but i don't want to change it because Aye. something you know something else drastic's going to happen <laughs> and, and even to the extent of cleaning them you know yeah um yeah you know, just pull them apart and they'll go back together you know they're not, That's <laughs> they're it, not eventually to, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 of it. course i mean but the more, the more you pull it apart and then put them back together and get them set up properly yourself, the, the better you know the better it is for you. You'll you'll you know you'll become um, you know a, a better player, um, yeah. understanding your instrument better. No, certainly, uh, yeah. There's any doubt in that? No, that's good advice. So then the whole crux of it then: how can people get involved and help support you guys? I do believe you have a bit of a crowdfunding thing going at the moment. We're, we're, we've got a crowdfunder which is running for another seven days at the moment. Um, fin- no, tell a light finishes in six days. It finishes on Friday, um, but but that's just the part. That's just the f- first part of that. Yeah. I think for for people to become involved, I mean, we we would like to engage with as many people as possible. That's part of what we're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. We've kind of reached out across the world as far as we can with trying to get this idea out. So yeah. I mean, th- two weeks ago, we kind of unleashed this. If you like, we've been working on it for many years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's it's kind of new to a lot of people, and and really just get you know get their ideas and the the amount of interest has been phenomenal. The amount of support, mm. the comments and everything, and we really just need to ca- keep that on, you know, and just keep people's interest until um, yeah, until until it's up and running. And yeah. and we're always willing. We're really open-minded people, you know. We're always willing to listen and to. You know, take suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, that's excellent. Like yeah, to, you know, engage with people. So, unfortunately, then, if you said the crowdfunding thing closes on the fourteenth of December. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so there you go, folks. You've missed your opportunity. But <laughs> so, I but missed it yet. <laughs> no, that's it. If anything, I would point people in your direction. Certainly, just throw it into Google or any other search engine. Just type in Burgess bagpipes, and yeah, just go and have a look at the information for yourselves. You can find a wealth of information on the website, and even at that. You can go and purchase your products on there. Shameless plug. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the future certainly seems bright for, well, both Burgess bagpipes, but also for piping in the Highlands of Scotland. Sure, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think piping's never been more popular 
you know, across the world. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's astonishing, you know. I mean, if you, I can remember when, you know, there were pipe bands folding left, right and centre, never coming back, yeah. you know, and the whole kind of thing was like... It wasn't, you know, it was at one point it wasn't really even cool to be a piper. You know, we were talking about <laughs> this the other day. It's like, and now, oh man, if you're a piper, it's absolutely super cool. Uh, you know? It is, it's really uh, cool. It's one of the coolest things you can actually be. <laughs> Whereas before, you know, when I was growing up and well, it wasn't the coolest of things. You know? no, even being no. Scottish wasn't very cool in those days, but now it's, <laughs> oh, no, now it's really cool, you know. It is completely, yeah. If anything, that, that's one of the things that, like, recently, my daughter has started learning how to play just because it's the cool thing to do. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, all her mates are like, wow, you can play that now, wow. So, <laughs> and, and having so many female players, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. You know, um, the number of female players, there never used to be as many as there is now. Yeah. And, and so for females, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. As you say, your daughter's cool because she plays because she, know, plays, she pipes. plays pipes yeah exactly yeah. so i think piping's in a healthy place and with burgess bagpipes i wish you the very best of luck for the future guys well thank you very much for giving us the chance to come on your show rab um yeah. we, we love your show we listen to it uh, not all the time i must admit sometimes life <laughs> just gets in the road but um but we usually listen live uh, so yeah oh great. excellent Thanks yeah. For giving us a chance not at all thank you very much burgess bagpipes thank you cheers LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the USA for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson and Celtic theme lines of kilts, doublets, and bespoke Highland wear like sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Also offers tailored payment plans for any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry or getting that true, unique look for your band, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. The Horace Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. And there you have it. That was Burgess there from Burgess Backpage. Now, that project in itself is going to be really worth looking at. I think it's going to be 
the future of piping, especially in the highlands of Scotland there. It's going to be an incredibly interesting project. Now, for one, I am still amazed that there is no centre for piping up there in the highlands of Scotland because essentially that is the home of piping. It doesn't make sense to me. So that's one thing that I take from this. That's take my hat off to the guys at Burgess for taking the bull by the horns and actually building a centre for it because there needs to be one. So, with that in mind, don't forget to check out Burgess Bagpipes' website for all the updates. You can check them out all on social media and stuff. They're very good at updating us and all the, yeah, all the ongoings with the project and everything. So, with that in mind, we will also keep a track ourselves and hopefully bring any news that drops to you guys here on the podcast. Now, another thing. We have been talking all about bagpipes at the start of this week's podcast, and let's talk all about drumming. Yes, specifically one for all the snare drummers out there, Rhythm Monster. If you guys are aware of this website, we've spoke all about it on the Rab Show quite a few times now. Now, some of their video content and lesson structures and everything is absolutely incredible. And I was always wanting to talk to the guys from Rhythm Monster just to speak all about this amazing website and the service that they provide. Now, whenever I was asked to describe what Rhythm Monster was, I had to draw a comparison to what bagpipers have. And you guys have the Piper's Dojo, clearly with all your online lessons and all of that sort of stuff that Andrew Douglas does over there at the Dojo, which is simply brilliant and I can't fault it. If you're a bagpiper at all, be it you learner or experienced member then the, the dojo is absolutely brilliant. But this one, Rhythm Monster, is all for drummers. Tenor drummers, bass drummers even. And, of course, snare drummers, being from all levels. Experienced, intermediate, and all the way through to the top flight. This website is amazing for drummers. And I have to say, if you haven't checked it out yet, at least, please do go and check it out. Now, I got chatting to the guys at Rhythm Monster, asked their opinion on some topics, and also chatted all about their work at Rhythm Monster. So, here they are. And again, I have to apologise for some of the sound quality on this. Again, we're all dependent on internet connections, and sometimes it could be working on dial-up, and it's just rubbish. So, yeah, apologies for some of the sound quality, but there's still some good stuff in here. So, thank you. Let's have this amazing interview with the guys from Rhythm Monster. So, on this week's podcast, you may have clicked on this week's podcast because of the title. You've already guessed already. We have quite a special guest or a couple of special guests joining us on this week's podcast. All to talk about an amazing service for pipe band drummers. Yeah, use pipers have had it too good for too long. It's about time us drummers had something. And yeah, providing the amazing service is Matt and Michael from Rhythm Monster. Hi, guys. How's it going, Big Rap? (laughs) Well, first of all, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while. We've been trying to get you guys on. (laughs) That's right. We've been chatting ever since the beginning, it seems, about a year ago at this point. And we really really appreciated our correspondence. And we were so bummed we didn't get to meet up with you in Scotland this year. Yeah. I know. I don't even talk to me. That oh man, <laughs> completely gutted. I didn't get to the big one this year. But uh, let, here's hoping I'm going to rectify that in 2019. That's yeah. right. That seems to be a necessity. Yes. Yeah. So guys, tell me then about Rhythm Monster. I know Rhythm Monster because thankfully I've had a good poke around on the site and everything. I had a good look around. And as a snare drummer, this is something that really is cutting edge. It's pretty cool, right? I mean, essentially what Rhythm Monster is in its current form, we are 
an online educational resource for Scottish pipe band snare, tenor, and bass drumming. We're doing everything we can to make the most complete resource possible by constantly adding new materials, new exercises, new scores by as many instructors as possible to facilitate as many people as possible. And by that, that means we would like to be able to educate and speak to people who maybe don't know anything about music, let alone pipe bands, all the way up to guys who are already monster players playing in grade one bands and are looking for ways to expand their musicianship. So we are slowly but surely trying to continually add what we offer. So no matter who you are and where you are in your personal development, we have something for you to learn and better enjoy Scottish pipe band drumming. Wow, that's fantastic. It's one thing I took from it. I honestly thought that it was kind of like a, a service for beginners, whatever. but no, you have complete beginning sets, but also you have stuff for advanced, intermediate and professional grades as well. Like It's some really interesting stuff on there. Yeah, My goodness, yes. I mean, we obviously have more stuff geared towards beginners, absolute beginners, or intermediate learners, because guys who already know what they're doing, you know, they're in really good hands. We, we really consider ourselves a, a service provider focusing on the underserved, if you will, you know, people who don't have access to professional players or instruction nearby. We want to give them a little bit more love, but we don't want to ignore the guys who are at the upper echelon of the art form because, I mean, you know, Matt and I are both professional percussionists, professional musicians, and have lived and operated in New York City and all over the world for years, and we really know the importance of growth. And if you want to stay a working musician, there's no there's no end game. You know, there's not a, a level or a trophy you get and then boom, you're done. You've got to constantly be growing and learning. And we feel that uh, the pipe band guys that are at that level feel the same way. So, yeah, we want to make sure we're feeding them as well. Completely. So what started this? What made you guys come up with this idea? Well, um, Mike and I have... Uh, you know, work together outside of pipe bands. We both played in a sports drumline in New York City, um, playing for, you know, big teams like the Knicks, Jets, and the Giants. Mm. And, you know, um, both of us came from a a marching background, an uh, American marching style. And yeah. I personally, you know, I, I played in, in fife and drummed when I was growing up for, you know, six years all the way through through high school. And I saw pipe bands in my area, but I didn't really get it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I went to college. I studied percussion. I played in drum corps. Um, and when uh, I was in New York, uh, you know, Mr. Eagle here was, you know, a very, very passionate about this, this, this idiom, this style. And, you know, he, he, he wanted to make sure that everybody knew how cool this was. <laughs> and... For, for for me in my personal career, I've always been a you know a percussionist. I played drum set, a lot of other things, but I've always done production work, and um, I've always recorded video, taken photography. It's always it's been a side passion of, for me. And um, Mike approached me and said, uh, "I have I have this this thing that I'm trying to do. Uh, there is there is this this whole group of people that have a need for education." And I think that we can do it together. Wow. And, um, you know, that's, that's how the whole conversation started. And, and it's, it's gone, I think, well beyond what, what both Mike and I thought it was going to, to go through in, in year one. 
You know, we're, we, we, we have ideas for, for year three, five, ten, you know, even going through <laughs> beyond when both of us can imagine. And it's, it's really been fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. If anything, you've preempted one of my questions. I was going to ask you, what does the future hold? So you're already mm-hmm. looking that far ahead in the future. Absolutely. I, yeah. My goodness, yes. I mean, you know, what Matt says is absolutely true. When we first started this, we, you know, we were fairly squarely set on pipe band drumming and pipe band drumming education. But I mean, not three steps into the process, I think we both started to see the potential that this could hold within pipe bands and well beyond pipe bands. And so we really started committing ourselves not just to serving the pipe band community but to serving rhythm monster as a company who are we what do we want to be down the road and i think the short answer to that is we really want to make sure that we are delivering other fascinating cultures and demographics of music that you really don't know about i mean i think all of us in the pipe band world we know that we're kind of this secret society and you have to have the password and the key and the handshake to get in. Right. And, and on one hand, I felt from the outside. Right. It's it's so true. And on one hand, I mean, that's kind of cool. You got to be in it to be in it. And I totally respect that. Also, this music is inextricably tied to a culture. And when something's tied to a culture, it's very personal. And if you're not from that culture, you you really have to learn and understand the culture if you're going to learn and understand the music. And for me, what has always fascinated me and drawn me to percussion has been certainly the sounds of that certain things can make and boiling it down to the roots of metal versus plastic versus wood, but also how certain sounds, certain rhythms, certain styles exist because of the evolution of a particular culture in a particular part of the world. And so we have all these unique and beautiful things in pipe band music because of the unique culture. And this is just one of many cultures that fit those same descriptions, but have their own unique music, their own unique drumming instruments, etc. And if Matt and I can figure out how to do this thing right as a company and really serve this community of musicians forever, you know, as long as we can, we'd like to see what that could look like in other cultures of music, you know, other things. I mean, look at within the pipe band itself. We already have a lot of our top bands and concerts um, trying to learn how to play djembe, congas, obviously drum set, cajon, Mm -hmm. all these other world instruments. Mm -hmm. How cool would it be for our pipe band guys to have a familiar online resource to figure out some more um, intricacies of the cajon? Or yeah. some more intricacies of congas, djembe, etc. And so we we would like to get there eventually and start looking at other cultures and worlds of percussion and drumming. That sounds fantastic. So can I just talk about the reaction from the piping crowd? We can be a bit reluctant when it comes to technology, mm-hmm. I have to say. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> how have you found uh, the pipe band world have embraced yourselves on social media and on your websites and everything? That's a great question. Um, you know, we know as a not just a an educational company but a digital company that community is so important you know being able to be open and honest with people whether their perspectives are positive or negative. And certainly the answer to your question is what we have heard from people, may they be subscribers or just pedestrian responders, has been overwhelmingly positive. 
what mm-hmm. we have heard from and who we've heard from most often, I think are people, Matt and myself, who did not grow up in pipe bands, but eventually discovered the music and fell in love with it. We were met with, well, there's not a lot of places to go. There aren't a lot of things to do. You know, there, there aren't the plethora of books, CDs and DVDs, etc., like basically every other style of music or drumming out there. You know, anything Matt and I have studied, sure, we studied it with professors in college, but we had an abundance of resources. We don't have an abundance of resources in pipe bands mm. as of yet. So you have to do a lot of the work on your own and you have to know the right people and be in the right places. And you just don't know these things unless you're introduced to these things. So I think a lot of the other people out there that are either in service bands or in lower grade bands who I think feel the same way. They saw the music, they saw some cool YouTube videos, and they really want to get into it. They meet with their local band, and they're doing as well as they can do, but they just need more information. They don't have tens of thousands of dollars in the bank to fly in guys from Scotland and Ireland all the time. Mm -hmm. So what are they supposed to do? You know, we've heard from those people a lot. Um, And we get a lot of great questions on uh, other things they want to see, which has greatly dictated the the products that we have since launched and the products we have chose to record, the artists we've chose to record. We're always listening to people that are talking with us. But the short answer, Rab, is it's it's been very positive so far. And we, we always want to hear from more people because that's how we're going to grow. I mean, we are here to serve. So when people talk to us, we listen so we can adjust accordingly. Oh, fantastic. And well, I think one of, one of the cooler things when, you know, talking to people who have scene just i mean even just our social media let alone our website mm-hmm. we have you know drummers from from grade one cores that have come up to us and be like oh i loved playing to the music of one of the other grade one cores mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> that, that was really cool yeah. to have someone and you know like all of all of the, the co- competitiveness just just dropped and it was like oh so that that's how they write their beats that's what that looks like man that, they, they loved it it was really mm. awesome to get I, get responses from those type of people can i yeah. ask how you get the scores because you can film a band playing anywhere but to get the actual score of what they're playing that has to be yeah. how do you get that <laughs> man that's another great question Rab. okay so the first of all uh i i definitely know understand and respect how 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 sensitive of a situation that is to a lot of people again yeah. it's a it's a secret society if you don't have the handshake or the golden key you don't <laughs> you don't get the goods right yeah. and so uh, the answer is you know, I've, you know i've done everything i can in my career in and out of pipe bands to to try to to say to these guys all these you know grade one lead tips when i can thank you so much for this mm. awesome music thank you so much for this awesome influence i mean you know, when Matt and I were working together in, in other worlds before this, I would tell people all the time, you know, I can do these things in drumming or I can do these things in drum set, marimba, these other things I do, largely because of this influence I have from these amazing pipe band drummers. Wow. Because a lot of times that's what it takes. It takes that one guy or that one girl, that one lick, that one score, that one little thing that just sets off that fire in your mind or in your heart that has you go off and try it and fiddle around with it. And so anytime I've had the opportunity to be around any of those guys, you know, the legends in this idiom, the Mm -hmm. first thing I've said now, you know, for the 15-ish years I've been in this, is thank you for making such awesome music and for being such an influence to me in the other things that I do. And I, I, I say those same things to this day. You know, I, I had a couple FaceTime conversations earlier this week 
talking with some lead drummers about scores and other projects we're doing. And I feel like I spent half my time kind of glowing over them. So, <laughs> I, I mean, part of it, Rab, really is just expressing love and appreciation for what they do, because that's really where all of this comes from. And then our part in this is to share their music in the way that they want to see it. You know, of course, we have our our brand, our approach, our look, our vibe, and all of that, but it begins with the artist. It begins with the band. Yeah. I mean, we have no right to just take content or the likeness of the music of any ensemble and just stick our name at, on it and flop it out there. Absolutely not. I mean, we do everything we can to talk to people and say, what do you want this to look like? And uh, it, the, the answer is never no. The answer is always, sure, we can either do that right now real quick or we'll figure out how to do that. And as you can imagine, some guys are really cool about sharing their sets because in their mind it's, you know, it, it, it maybe doesn't matter because they're already on to the next year. Some guys are very protective about it. Some guys are are very clear about they want it to look this way and I want to see these links and talk about these subsidiary companies of mine and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And of course, the answer is always yes. Some guys are a little bit more flexible. They just want to make sure it looks clean and they're represented well. And so, um, yeah, I think really the bottom line answer is relationship building and making sure they understand how much we love and respect what they do and we only want to share that with the rest of the world. There you go. That's interesting. So I have to say, you guys looked as if you had the biggest best party of during world's week you just had the most fun it was ridiculous hell yes we did all over the place just having the best time and not one of you looked to be grumpy miserable there's all <laughs> big silly smiles on your faces can, can you tell me about your video making process these guys seem to have a ball well, first of all, if you're not having fun, then why are you doing it? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's actually a big part of our product approach with making educational resources, whether it's videos or exercises or scores or whatever. You know, I've said that the very beginning. It's one of my fundamental foundations as a teacher of anything. If you're not having fun, you are not learning. And so yeah. we try to make sure to, you know, make sure that things are light and frothy and enjoyable every step along the way. And of course, when we team up with other production companies and other guys in other parts of the world to make products, it goes that, that same approach is taken that same way. Yes, we're serious about what we do. Yes, we have to meet these goals and this criteria. We have this extremely high level of expectations and standards of a quality product. But yeah, we're going to be drinking beer and eating food and hanging out and doing the whole thing the whole time. And I mean, because <laughs> I mean, if you're not having fun, what's the point, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So with that in mind, then I want to point people in your direction. In case you aren't mm -hmm. aware of Rhythm Monster, the website, you need to get along to this website now. Even if you're a beginner, advanced drummer, whatever, you need to go and check this out okay i'm, I'm not kind of overselling it but uh, can you give your web address and everything guys go for it matt uh it is www.rhythm-monster.com that is r-h-y-t-h-m-monster.com there you go you've got a better radio voice now. <laughs> yeah so I, it's all about speaking low you know it's, it's just it's, oh, you, you want to be you want to be barry manilow as much as possible <laughs> that's right <laughs> fantastic so 
I can I ask some kind of geeky drumming questions now? I'm sure all yes, the pipers please, here, all please, the pipers yes. listening to the podcast, you can all switch off now and tune in next week. <laughs> well, you know, that being said, we actually have a surprising number of both bagpipers and drum majors who have subscribed yeah. to our services really? so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wow. absolutely have an entire coursework that is from the piper's perspective what you need to know about the bagpipes wow what what are embellishments why why does it take us so long to tune you know like <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. you know uh, we we want the drummers to under that's i mean the the pipes are pretty important in the ensemble you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they are yeah <laughs> and we want to make they outnumber sure us that, yeah that, yeah yeah there's that information is there too there you go. Yeah, so, we do. We, we currently have a course of, you know, bagpiping for drummers, and we will soon have a course on drumming for bagpipers because we've had subscribers specifically request that. So, of course, we're gonna... wow, that's actually, yeah, that's fantastic. So, on to the drumming questions, okay? Okay. Ha- has there been a drum corps that you guys have been covering or working with this last couple of years that you have sat back and thought, oh my God, that's amazing? Ooh, I'm going to let Matt Hurley mm-hmm. answer that first. Oh man, that's super tough. Um, I, 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 you know, from the outsider's perspective, um, I am going to go with SFU um, yeah. because of mm. Reed Maxwell and how mm-hmm. you know we we were we were so grateful to spend. Uh, we were we were in Vancouver for ten days. Yeah, um, something like with, that. With him and his team. And I mean, you, you want to talk about, you know, like light of the world passion for this style. Yeah. I mean, man, he, he is, he is top tier when it comes to that. Yeah. And, um, it, it really reflects that in his core. Like everyone, everyone's having fun, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, there, there's a lot of cores out there that are, they, they execute fantastically, but you know, they're, they're not smiling. They're not, they're not, they're not necessarily <laughs> enjoying yeah. themselves. And it, and it's just so clear from the way that he teaches how that sort of filters in to to his bands and not just sfu itself but all of the the lower grade kids bands mm-hmm. yeah. you know we, we got to watch reed teach how old were they mike they were 10 9, oh nine, man 10, i mean his like his youngest group yeah they were hovering around 10 years old his youngest group who were actually on the field weren't much older than that you know hovering around yeah. 12 13 years old it was beautiful and it was a beautiful I, thing to I've, watch. I've never seen someone so excited to teach five stroke roles you know <laughs> <laughs> that's true and you know he had he had all these these great ways to express it so that the kids understood and yeah i was i i've been blown away by all of that there you go what about yourself michael man I, you know i'm with matt that that's that's a real tough one you know they're there definitely isn't a hierarchy in my mind. Um, and I have to often think about, you know, me when I was first getting into this about 10, 15 years ago and the guys who I saw from the outside who had the greatest influence on motivating me to stay in the genre and to keep digging into it. Mm-hmm. And then and then now, you know, serving a, a different purpose because I, I still play and I still teach all over the world, but I'm not, um, you know, leading a grade one core or in a grade one core at the moment. So it gives me a different perspective to be able to observe these guys. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, when I talk about these things, you know, I, I, I typically uh, translate it to if someone were to ask me, who is my favorite cellist? And I, I don't really have a favorite cellist, but what I, the cellists who I love are the cellists who you can hear play 
uh, let's say like the Bach cello suites, which are just these solo pieces of music for cello. So nothing but cello. You mm -hmm. can hear that individual play, and within 10 seconds, you say, boom, that's Jano Starker. Boom, oh, that's Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. Yo, that's Pablo Casals. You mm -hmm. know just from 10 seconds in who that artist is because yeah. that artist is there. It is truly their own voice speaking through that instrument. And for me, I take that to every instrument, whether I'm listening to uh, West African drum ensembles or drum set players or a guy from Britain whomever when i listen to myself and say i know who that is because because they have developed their own unique sound those are my favorite pipe bands those are my favorite scottish drum corps those are my favorite pipe band solists there you go. that's a great way to look at it michael that's fantastic yeah so yeah. i need to ask then um was that you were talking about drum corps having their individual voice it has yeah. been known over the years in pipe band history that mm. the drum corps from Ireland seem to achieve better in the results than the drum mm -hmm. corps perhaps from Scotland and the US and Canada. Mm -hmm. Is there something that is about the Irish corps that perhaps gives them an edge? What is it about Irish drummers? Man, that is a great question, Rap. And again, I want Matt Hurley to answer first because, you know, this was Matt's um, second trip to the World Championship. So mm. he's really in his second year of deep, immersive involvement in this genre. So, yeah, when we're talking about the field marshals, the St. Lawrence O'Toole's, those yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hurley, let's hear your perspective first. Mm -hmm. You're gonna put me on the spot here. Hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it really Matt Hurley's it really is such a valuable perspective because he is a professionally trained musician who has committed mm. his life to music his entire life. He's done serious rudimental drumming stuff outside of pipe bands, and now as a mature young adult, he's just now seeing what pipe band music and drumming really is. You have a great so perspective. Really yeah, a valuable perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Man, I, I, basically every every grade one core that made it to the finals is playing clean, yeah. and you know it's not. In my head, it wasn't a question of of which which core was, uh, you know, playing the cleanest because they're all playing together well, mm -hmm. and it's not even in my head about. Ireland versus North America versus you know New Zealand <laughs> or whatever. No, it it really is about what you like to listen to, and yeah. you know there is there's a certain swing that that comes from from Bog Hall versus yeah. you know from Vale yeah, and from S of U. Then you know like, and it really kind of depends on how how you like to play. Mm -hmm. um, so you know like what. <laughs> What what? How do you like to play the Rademacher, and how does how does that band play it? And yeah. does, does that does that does that meet you your heart in your drumming heart? You know, do yeah. You, do you you hear it and do you make a stank face? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like oh, good to get out. Oh 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it really is not about Ireland versus. It's not it's not about country versus country for me. It's it's what what, what swings the most, and you know, does that does that meet my drummer heart? Ah, there you go. That's interesting. Yeah, because it seems to be drum corps get more and more marked on ensemble because they can't yeah. separate them on mistakes anymore. Mm -hmm. Mistakes don't happen on drum corps. Yeah, it, it, it seems like that, right? Which is kind of cool if you think about it, right? It's like, yeah. okay, well, everyone's playing clean, so what else do we have to consider? <laughs> okay, how are yeah. they playing with the entire ensemble? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's talk about that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
No, it's true. The The level is getting, I, I mean, just ridiculously high, which is an awesome thing to see. You know, Rab, I'll answer your, your first question here in a moment. But, you know, as Matt and I are still very much involved in, you know, contemporary American drumming and DCI, WGI, BOA, DCA, all the big activities we have over here. Yeah. Yes, even though these are youth-based activities, the three of the four anyway, there's still, we, we've experienced the same evolution. We've hit these caps of execution, and we did this, honestly, a couple decades ago. Then we hit the numbers cap. The ensemble just kept getting bigger, and then they started regulating that. And mm. of the past 10, 15 years, the activities have adjusted the adjudication. They've adjusted the artistic parameters to really put the focus on creativity. So in some people's minds now, DCI of today versus yesterday, they don't like it as much because groups are just pushing the creative boundaries. And in some people's opinion, coming up with really esoteric, artsy-fartsy sort of stuff, and they just want to have blast fast and drums in their face, which is kind of what we used to do back in the day. But the point is, these actors experienced this rapid growth of virtuosity in the execution, and they adjusted the way they adjudicated. And I've actually been a judge in the States for... Uh, eight years, I think it's been for a variety of you know marching band levels and concert band things, and so I, I've seen it as a player, as a teacher, and as an adjudicator. The rapid evolution we have had to go through in the states because of this same issue. So I, it would be it would be cool to see if the conversation started shifting there. If pipe band adjudicating, we say, well, okay, everyone is playing super everyone's playing super virtuosic, everyone's really big. Let's start handing over some creative responsibilities. Let's start, you know, tearing down those walls and allowing bands to explore some creativity. And let's judge them on that, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Because, my goodness, easily our grade one and grade two bands are there. And I dare say even a lot of the grade three bands around the world are there. Let them be more creative and let's judge them on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. That's a good insight there, I would think. Yeah. For sure. I, and I think as far as, you know, to, to go back and answer your question for me on, you know, why the Northern Ireland groups are seeing so much success. I mean, I agree with Matt. I mean, it it boils down to opinion. And but the opinion in the conversation now is not ours. It's it's up to the adjudicators. And, yeah. and I can tell you, for me as a judge in the States, we are held to an enormously high degree of accountability. If we write a number or if we say something into our tape, because when we judge marching bands in the U.S., no matter what the level is, we have to talk out loud while we're adjudicating. We have to say what we think on the spot. Then we have to write it down on the judge's sheet, and we have to give them a number. And every association does this differently, but we have to adjudicate on the spot. Now, then, Rab, what we have to do, we have to do what's called critique. It's mm-hmm. a you know a five- to three-minute meeting where you as a judge have to sit face-to-face with the directors of those ensembles. Wow, really? You are held, mm-hmm. yes, this is normal. No, we're not just talking about DCI. <laughs> we're talking about all of them, even little yeah, high school down, bands. Down through high school yes. and middle school. Yeah, just teeny, wow. teeny little high school band playing doo-wah ditty. If yeah. you're a judge judging brass and they're playing doo-wah ditty and you're saying, oh, brass, you're kind of out of tune, you have to say that on your tape. It's now documented forever. you got to write it down on your sheet, documented forever. Ooh. you got to say it to the director. You have to say, listen, director, your trumpets were not in tune during doo-wah ditty. Let me tell you how I think you can help them improve and this is this is normal man we've been doing this for decades that's brutal so, yeah well it, it's brutal but i tell you what rab it's real and mm. it puts all the focus on the performers so the performers can get better that's the whole yeah, point right true. it's not it's not just about who wins the contest i mean yes that's important it makes us feel good it's it's a part of the growth but the focus is not on 
the reward. It's on the process. It's on the process of musicianship. And I think that we're we're so committed to that, these activities, again, because they're youth-based activities. But even in our adult activities, even though they're not as populated, we take the same processes there because we all still want the same things. Yeah, we want to win because trophies and stuff are cool, but we want to get better. We want yeah. to be in better drum lines and better bands. And so, you know, I don't really have an answer to your question because those questions are for the adjudicators. You know, I, yeah. you know, I'm always there, even when I've been in bands and I've played, I'm, I'm there to play. I'm there to make music. I'm there to be with my people. You know, one of our monster instructors that talked to us a lot. So we do this series called monster stories, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're a subscriber on our website, if you want to see such and such as classes, you'll have a bunch of classes from that person. There's always a monster story. It's an interview basically. Right. And one of my favorite ones from Maxwell's son, Grant Maxwell. And he really talked a lot about how you know, it's all about the team, the process. I think one of the beautiful lines he said was, you know, we're all having fun anyway, and we're all here. We might as well just enjoy ourselves playing drums, something to that effect. <laughs> and it really did resonate with me because, I mean, I that's what I feel when I play. Even if, you know, the, the team is not executing as well and we got to get, you know, in each other and raise each other up and stuff like that. So even if times are low... We're still a team. We're still making music. We're still growing here together. And we're going to feel better if we put our best music on the field. So let's get back to that level, you know? So, yeah, for me, it's about the process. Yeah. And and the winning is, I believe what he said, is just the icing on the cake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're they're still going to get together after the competition the day after and go play pitch and putt. That's right. Quote. That's right. They enjoy each other's company. (laughs) They like playing the drums. And and that's what it's about. And if if they get to the level that they're shooting for, fantastic. But yeah. if not having fun, then you know. See that that's Absolutely. that's one word that keeps coming through as I'm chatting to you guys is having fun. Us drummers love to enjoy ourselves, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, there's obviously a balance, right? You know, Rab, I think you said in one of your previous episodes that mm. you know, the level we're striving for excellence in grade one. Yes. We have a responsibility. We have an obligation to excellence because we are at this level. And yes, that is absolutely true. And to me, yes, there, there's an element of skill. But, but I think that that skill comes from having the commitment and the lifestyle that feeds excellence, that, that necessitates excellence. Yeah. And, and I think mm-hmm. that if you're, if you're not there, you know, if you're in a lower grade band that isn't burdened with the responsibility of the high end of the art form, that's also totally fine because you can still have a very high standard, your own level of excellence that's enjoyable for you and your community that make people clap and hoot when you're done playing the parade or the concert or the contest or whatever. And, and it still, it still brings a lot of value to your life and the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Okay. I want to ask a couple of quick fire questions for you guys okay. just before I let you go. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about drum salutes at concerts. Are you for them mm. or against them? Totally for them. Kidding? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty clear answer right there. Good goodness. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yes. Uh, tenor drummers. What's the mm. maximum number we should have? I think I think that really depends on the size of your band uh, and your your personal approach. Yeah. Um, I think that if you have someone in the tenor core, the bass section, and if you have a drum sergeant, both of whom have a clear 
vision of how they want to utilize that voice, then you can't have too many because it's not a, I, I don't think it's all about numbers because just because you have more tenors, that doesn't mean you have increased sound like with the pipes and the snares, you yeah. simply have more pitches. You don't play them all simultaneously. And so, uh, I, you know, there's nine notes on the chanter, so I would stand to reason that perhaps, perhaps the maximum number then would be nine. nine but yeah. if you have a clear vision, you know, as the lead tenor and the drum sergeant for how you want your music to speak, and if it involves X number of people, man, knock yourself out and go for it. But I, I, I wouldn't encourage that to people who don't have a clear vision. You know, I, you know, it's easy to add more pipers and add more snare drummers because they simply boost and bolster the sound the tenor section is completely different so i think you need a vision before you can talk about numbers i think the real question is not how many it's does it serve the melody of the pipes Mm, yeah can 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 the amount that you have serve the proper melody of the tune yeah um Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't if you feel like you have you you want more melody you want to match the pipes more than you know again if you have the if you have the vision like, Mm -hmm. like you know michael said do it but as long as it serves the melody yeah because because more is not better in the tenor section you know just because you have more players more drums or even more ability man is there such a delicate and fragile line of just too much and just not enough sound that is the section that i i'm really excited to see what groups do to develop it because, again, the answer is not more notes, and the answer is not necessarily more players, but it's how. How do you use that uh, that instrument voice uniquely to serve the melody line, enhance your snares to make your band sound differently? I can't wait tone, to see what, what yeah, people do. Tone and melody. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Fantastic. Yeah, totally. Um, so, as myself, a drummer, I love awkward time signatures. But mm. one of the ones that isn't really awkward, but I love playing, I love playing six eights. I don't know why. Yeah. I just really love digging into a sexy chin. Have you guys got a favorite time signature or kind of chin that you like playing? Uh, I mean, I'll let Matt answer this for himself, but most American drummers, we like weird stuff. So you hand me an exercise <laughs> in 13, 16, I'm a happy guy. Let's do it. You know, I, I've even other professional bagpipers in, you know, either rock band settings or whatever. I'll say, can we write a tune in a weird time signature can we take this mm. traditional reel and put it in seven eight or yeah. can we take this stress bay and play it in mm-hmm. five four instead of four four i mean i you know we like weird stuff in the state so i for me if it's it and by weird i really just mean unique and different yeah. right so i guess the answer for me would be anything that's unique and different mm-hmm. I, I would love to see a four four three four get spread through through pipe bands I think that could be really Ooh, hot. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I and and I say this cuz it's 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 forefront in my brain. I just wanted to see this really awesome jazz trio called the Bad Plus here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> they had they had just a, a a plethora of tunes that were, you know, Yeah. I don't know. That would sound pretty classic. But I think it was it seems to be a drummer thing. That we love. It, it does <laughs> seem to be a drummer yeah, thing. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> we we like rhythms, and there's ways to, to more rhythmy than than we'll do the rhythm. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm not going to keep you any longer. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, can you tell everybody listening to the podcast right now where they can go and check us all out and all of that? 
Absolutely. So the, you know, we're on all the social media platforms, you know, to chat with us there. And it's, it's real important for us to say too, that a lot of what you see from us in social media, especially Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all that, that we call our monster drum course series of all the grade one bands, that stuff is totally free and will always be free because it should be, you know, everyone deserves to see and hear the best Scottish pipe band drum corps in the world. And we are more than happy to make that our big give to anyone and everyone, but that, you know, that Hmm. exposure, right. Exposure to the art form is just one aspect of what we do, what we really do, what you get when you subscribe to us with either an annual subscription or a monthly subscription, you get the education. You get to go inside Reed Maxwell's house. You get to hang out with Grant Cassidy and talk about the Red Hot Chili Pipers, or you get to talk about what they do in slot to work on things. We take you to the best players in the world to hang out with them because that is how you learn from them. We learn from each other hanging out in bars and just chilling out and having pads and sticks out. This is what we aim to capture in our instructional classes. Yes, a lot of the classes um, that you see, especially my instructional classes, is this very clean studio environment. There's this very uh, methodical you know, pedagogy that takes you from beginning to end. There's some of that for sure because some of that is necessary for some people. But what we really do is we bring you to the best in the world so you can hang out with them. So the exposure side of Rhythm Monster, it's all over social media. It's also on our blog page and it will always be free. But if you want to dig in and learn, if you want to mess around with the beats, if you want to check out one of these guys' technique or work on exercises, the instructional part of what we do, that's the real benefit from being a Rhythm Monster subscriber. And that is only at rhythm-monster.com. And uh, I would dare say, Matt Hurley would love your thoughts on this. I think if anyone listening to this podcast would maybe like a, uh, I don't know, a special gift, a little Ooh. freebie from us. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe they should, um, you know, just go visit the website. We have an easily accessible contact us form. Maybe just shoot us an email. Say, hey, heard you guys talking about a bunch of stuff on the Big Rap Show. What's this free stuff? Maybe, uh, maybe if you make mention of that, maybe we'll send you some free stuff. You'll have hey. to contact us and find out. Awesome. <laughs> We all love free stuff. <laughs> we do love free stuff. Yeah. Matt Hurley, you got any other uh, parting thoughts for people on what they get by being a Rhythm Monster subscriber? I think, um, you know, one of one of the biggest things that we've strived in starting starting Rhythm Monster is is we want you to be part of a community, and yeah. you know, all of our um, all of our subscribers to our website, our paid subscribers. Uh, have a private Facebook page that they can mm-hmm. talk to all of the other subscribers. And, you know, we have a bunch of uh, grade one drummers that are in there that they you can yeah. ask questions to, or you can post mm-hmm. a video of yourself playing one of one of the, uh, you know, one of the masked bands that we have on the site. You say, I'm really struggling with, with the second part. And, you know, what do you guys think? You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we want you to, to, to connect with the other drummers that are mm-hmm. part of, of Rhythm Monster. And, um, you know, that comes with, with, with being a paid subscriber. That's uh, been a really cool thing to see is, you know, see guys who we've met who didn't even know pipe bands existed, you know, these drum set players or whomever, and yeah. they'll see a bog hall score and they'll message us, oh my, what is going on here? What is all this stuff? And we'll say, well, you know, you got to take it slow and take these classes or you can just ping Gordon Brown here on our private page, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. you know, we, we've hung out with Gordon. We've got a slew of his classes and Tom's and Stevie McQuillan coming out soon. And, yeah. that, you know, 
they they love interacting with people. And when the when our monster instructors get onto the page, I tell them now, listen, monster instructors, you have to talk to people whenever they say, hey, what's this what's this weird cool thing I see in your score? You got to make sure to reply to them, and and they do, and they love it because these are you know typically not pipe band people they get to rap with, which is super awesome. Oh, to see. That's fantastic, yeah. yeah. So, guys, thanks so much for chatting. To- I still have a load of questions I would love to ask you, but I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast at another time. My goodness, yeah, and, and you know, so, Big yeah. Rep, absolutely, we will anytime. And you know, they're going to be at Winter Storm again, which is just about a month away, uh, and so if yeah. there's any fun things we can do for you and your audience while we're there, we'd be happy to do that. Ooh, that sounds good. And if mm-hmm. you are coming to Winter Storm, please find us. Oh you know, my goodness, we'll, please we'll come have, with us. There'll, there'll be purple everywhere. We'll have some yeah. uh, drum pads set up. You can play along to the classes that are on our website. You can you can check everything out in person. And, yeah, we're bringing the whole tech to game us. to Winter Storm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Pick fantastic. our brains. Definitely find us. I'm gonna have to. Big Brad, we got to get you over to Winter Storm. Yeah. One of these days. Come on, man. <laughs> I gotta get flights. Yeah. That's yeah, right. To beautiful Kansas, right? Kansas City. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Just right next door. Yeah. There you go. So there's a load of things I would love to ask you about tenor drumming and bass drumming, but that will be for a future podcast because we do hope to bring a specialist one to you guys, the listening folk, about Ooh, yeah. ba- bass drumming. We will be revisiting mm. that topic again. So hopefully we'll bring awesome. you guys back to chat all about bass drumming. That that'd be good. fantastic yeah that'd be that'd be wonderful yes great so if you have any questions for matt and michael please email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com please submit your questions and definitely go and check out rhythm monster definitely worth checking out grant michael and matt thank you so much for chatting to us on the show thank you thank my you man so and thanks everyone for listening mm-hmm. take care all right bye-bye there you go. What about that? That was the fellas from Rhythm Monster there. Thank you so much. Now, like I've said, if you haven't checked out Rhythm Monster's website yet, please do. They're all over social media as well, by the way. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. They're everywhere. So, yeah, in case you've been living under a stone somewhere, you're not going to know about these guys. So, yeah, go and check out the website, especially if you're a beginner drummer as well, I have to stress. Uh, if this is the first time you're picking up the sticks, then possibly check out Rhythm Monster. Some of their online programs are pretty amazing. So, thank you so much to the guys from Rhythm Monster and also to Burgess from Burgess Bagpipes. Two very exciting projects, I have to be honest, and that's why I wanted to feature them on this week's podcast. I did want to bring it to you guys because these are things that I am interested in, and I'm sure you guys may be interested in it too. I don't know. If not, you can mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'm sure... Uh, well, but I'll possibly get a few emails about this week's podcast. Say, oh, come on, that was like two big long interviews. But yeah, trust me, I think there was a lot of really good stuff in there. So anyway, food for thought, guys. Flying on, next week's podcast will be back to normal service. We will have listener mail because obviously the holidays are now behind us. And we will have our year preview show coming up soon. And with that in mind, we hope to gather in a few extra voices for that. And we will be talking all about the 2019 season. We won't be talking predictions just yet. We'll be talking about the 2019 season in general. We'll be talking about everything that is in front of us, concert-wise, band-wise, who will we be excited to listen to. We're not quite talking predictions yet. We will be talking about our full season preview closer to the time. So with that in mind, that is in front of us. You can mail us in your opinions of what the 2019 season will look like. Email us in. 
BigRabShow at gmail.com. Even if you just have an opinion on the show, or even if you have a suggestion for Topic of the Week, or any of our specialist podcasts, then please get in contact with us. It's the lifeblood of the show. We are here for you guys, and yeah, we love hearing from you. So email us, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Awesome. All right, that's it for another Big Rab Show, I'm afraid. It's been a bit of a long one with those couple of interviews and everything. But again, thank you to Burgess Bagpipes and to Rhythm Monster for taking the time to chat to us here on the podcast. With that in mind, very happy new year to everyone. I hope you're all equally as excited about the brand new season coming in as I am. (sighs) Man, I can't wait for 2019. And I could already start naming bands that I'm excited to hear. But... That's for another podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be here talking for the next two or three hours with you guys. Grant, <laughs> if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. With each and every week, you'll get a notification. Bing! Saying that another one has been uploaded, so you'll never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to rate us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Tell your friends about our wee show. Let them know that there is this weekly podcast talking all about the piping world. That's what we're here for. So, introduce more people to what we know and love. That's what we're all about. And also, if you would like, you can go and support us on our Patreon page. Check out The Big Rab Show on Patreon. Click that support button and every penny of support goes towards helping the show with travel costs, mobile data, online fees, all of that sort of stuff. Also, you get the opportunity then to get your mitts on Patreon-exclusive content. Yes, little video clips and stuff up there that we don't ordinarily upload or put anywhere else, just exclusive for our Patreon members. So, yeah, bear that in mind. Until next time, guys, we will see you right here on the podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions, Inverarian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>